Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Warren. So this week on the podcast, we have the unbelievable Roxana Nick Leem. Uh, Roxana is an Irish actor. She's worked across this country here and the UK uh, for so many companies. Uh, the Abbey Theatre in The Passing, Perv, uh, The Play on the Stars, for Druid in B, Infants in Evil, uh, with Broken Talkers, Theatre Club, uh, The Axis, who she's working with right now on a writing project, uh, the National Theatre over in the UK, and she's toured with Translations too. Loads and loads of amazing stuff there, and you can currently see her... Um, in Fair City uh, which is great we joke that she is a soap star but it's not really a joke she actually is uh, as well as loads of other film and TV work including uh, Love Hate uh, and Agnes Brown and uh, Rat and Two Hearts loads and loads of brilliant stuff so go and check her out it's a brilliant episode and um, thank you so much to Roxana for taking the time to do it um, some really exciting news uh, The Belly Button Girl uh, a play of mine is coming to the new theatre um, which I'm so excited about guys it's running from May 14th to the 19th I'd love to see you there if you like this podcast I think you will like uh, this play I'd love you to come and support it um, it's one that's very very close to my heart and uh, it's a one man show so need all the support we can get so um, put those dates in your diary it's May 14th to 19th um, tickets available now uh, at the new theatre website um, we're also releasing our poster really soon so just keep an eye on uh, my social media there'll be all the updates there but get them tickets early why on earth not um, it's a really um, dear play to me so I'd love you to come and see it uh, as well as that doing lots of um, stand up work up and down the country uh, with Bingo Loco and some solo stand up dates coming soon which I will give you a shout about and uh, yeah as always doing the bit of writing a bit of voiceover so flat out on this end hope you're all keeping really well by the way the numbers for the podcast have been through the roof lately thank you so much don't know what you're doing and um, someone's obviously spreading the word because honestly our numbers have taken a huge leap uh, and we're up into serious serious numbers so thank you so much and as always go and check out our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash personality bingo and um, throw us uh, a couple of euro there um a fiver a tenner a two euro and um, whatever option makes sense for you and um, throw something our way makes a huge difference to the podcast and if you're someone who listens to this uh, on a weekly basis a monthly basis whenever you check in um, it'd mean the world if you uh, thought it was worth a few euro because um, it just makes the running of this thing so much easier so as always guys thank you so much for listening and please enjoy the wonderful Roxana Nicklein playing personality bingo with Tom Horn. Roxanne Nicklean, ready to play Personality Bingo? Yeah. Uh, Alright, so a quick explanation of how it all works. I've got 60 minutes on the clock, 60 balls in here and 60 corresponding questions. I've also given you a sheet of paper with five numbers on it. Would you do me a favour and read out the five? Yes, they are 16, yeah. 19, uh-huh. 24, right. 58 okay. and 27. Lovely. Would you do me another favour, pick a sixth number, something between 1 and 60 that's not already there? Okay, I'm going to pick 42. 42. Any yeah. reason? Uh, no, I was just, tr- I was actually trying to do the opposite of having a connection to a number. I wanted to have the least connection. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just thought instead of using a lucky number, I'll use a number that means nothing to me. Yeah. But then I actually think that isn't 42, the one that's like the 
answers to life, the universe and everything. And now I feel it's just like... Yeah, but I think that's like a movie quote that I don't know. Like when it, sometimes people do that, they like reference a number and then they're like, oh, it's from that movie. And I'm always just... I just leave them hanging because I can't relate on well, that level. it's from... Um, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Are you good with like quotes and that that sort of thing, like movie trivia? No, I like I do the thing where I'm like, oh, like that really good quote, and I would like just talk around the quote and really bo- <laughs> botch it. Totally. <laughs> like even my own. Like last week, you asked me about a uh, Twitter, a tweet that I tweeted, and I was like, it was something like, and then I overexplained it so much, and I was like, that was just the least catchy. <laughs> Like thing, like yeah, it's also not funny to explain your tweets though. Yeah, and like, like I asked you to do it because it was like I remember reading that tweet and I was like, that is so funny. And then I tried to ask you to do it, and then I was like, this is just like not gonna work. And it was a construction of it, and it was just like, and there was something about this part of it, and then it alludes the fact that, and it was just like, oh my god, that's why tweets are tweets because yeah. they're snappy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like maybe we should just allude to it now because you kind of mentioned it there last <laughs> week. So we, we did it. We did an episode. Yeah. And we're not going to put it out. No. Because we don't like it. Yeah. I had a mental <laughs> breakdown in the middle of it. It was a very strange thing, a strange phenomenon. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I went into a little hole of, of, uh, of I don't know, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, here we are. We're just going to keep doing them every week until uh, we get one that I'm happy with. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so interesting. Like, how much of it do you think was, like, was like me or, like, the nature of the podcast? Or how much of it was just the fact that, like, you were having a bit of a week? Uh, well, it was all a bit, like, because we talked about this a bit. But I also talked uh, to my friend Lauren about it because she was on this podcast. And we were just talking about how you forget that you're not, like, in your sitting room, having like, by the fire having a chat with someone. Mm-hmm. Because you're obviously, like, very, like, easy to talk to. That's why you do this. And I was just telling you, like, <laughs> just my whole life story. And, like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, And I was I was obviously, like, I was saying this to you as well yesterday or whatever day it was that I was, like, um, I was, like, I feel so low and I have no energy and I feel really shit. And then I was just crying. And then, like, the next day I had the flu. And I was, like, oh, I just had the, f- <laughs> I just had the flu. But I was, just, like, well, like, I was walking around town and I was just, like, why do I feel like this? Why is everything sad? Why am I so tired? Why is everything really hard? And I was, like, oh, it's the flu. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Yeah. Isn't it annoying when, like, you, you think you're going through a big crisis and then you realise you're just a little basic bitch with the flu? Yeah. Like, I just run down. Not even, like, the full flu. It was, yeah. like, I was a bit run down. I was in bed the next day. I was, like, oh, I'm sick. Uh. And, like, because I was saying to you as well, I was like with my nanny and the day before I'd come in here, I, my nanny sent me a message just being like, hi, love, thinking of you. And I just started crying, like sobbing on the bus. And I was like, God, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm really like mentally unwell. And I was like, oh, no, you're just, you just need uh, to take your Floridex on, yeah. take your, your B12 vitamins to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas, right. Well, look, we're going to do it this time. Um, and I should say that uh, if this time uh, all six of them numbers do come out, that means the tables are turned. You get to ask me any question mm-hmm. in the whole wide world and I will try to have a mental breakdown. Oh, great. I'll yeah. try to have one. Yeah, okay. Since well, I gave you one, fair so fair. I'll, okay, I'll think of a real... Okay, I think of a really good question, a really dark question so that'll dark. unlock the demons inside your soul. Oh, please, God. Right, let's give it a spin. Okay, here we go. Number nine. Do you have it? No. No I worries. Any single numbers? I should have chosen a single number. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Number nine. The question is, uh, do you have a favourite quote? Um, That is so gas that we were just talking about quotes and remembering quotes. Um, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I have one that's like it's. I find quotes really, really naff. Just in general, like I'm not a inspirational quote 
person. My little sister loves them and she sends me them all the time. She's like, no, but you will love this. And it's just like, I just think it's gas. Yeah. Uh, it's real cute. Shenny 15. But uh, the one that I use is, uh, I think it's, I, I'm always like about botching them, but um, this, I think this is one that I know. Uh, it's, I think it's Muhammad Ali. It's um, Suffer Now and Live the Rest of Your Life as a Champion. Mm. And uh, I just use it for uh, exercise. <laughs> Not even anything really uh, uh, ethic or anything for when I'm running. I just, um, sometimes I'm just like, no, I'm really, like, this is really. And then I just say that to myself, like, just keep saying that to myself. And um, I find it sometimes really hard to motivate myself. And and I just, it's just the one that, I think that's the thing about quotes is that some people love quotes and find them useful. And I just, I, I don't find, like, some of them, I, I, I listen to, the, I hear them and I go, that's really beautiful. But then sometimes I'm just like, that's a really, actually, a quote should be a really simple way of saying a big concept, but mm. sometimes I actually feel like you're over egging a really simple concept. Um, like things like love yourself, like or something like that, and it'll be this like huge like a flower only grows when it's nurtured, and then this and you're just like, oh my god, it's so long to say like love yourself or whatever it is. So that's the one that when I'm like really fading and I'm in a run or I'm in the gym or a spin class, I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm Muhammad Ali. Yeah, what's your relationship to exercise and fitness and all that? Um, I love it. Um, I uh, w- I used to be a very unfit person. When I was um, young, I was really, really skinny and I had like a really fast metabolism and right up until I was about 20. And then when I was 21, like it just stopped. Just stopped, that's what happens. And... Um, I was always like a healthy eater and stuff, but then I had my first boyfriend and you know, when you're just with someone and you just, all you do is eat food and go out all the time and eat and then order takeaway. And I just got really fat and I was like, I don't understand, I'm just getting fat. And people were like, you you don't exercise, you're really unhealthy, like you drink all the time. <laughs> so I started doing like the couch to 5K, started oh, yeah. really basic. And then I started doing that and like I couldn't run for 30 seconds. I was only talking to someone about this yesterday. Um, my friend Richie was talking about starting it. Um and he was like, uh, I just like he's like I just didn't think it would be hard to run. Like you just always think because when you're a kid you just run around for hours. You don't never think about it, and then you never have to run. You maybe run for a bus. And now I love it, and I had I hadn't been doing it at the start of the year. I just I don't know like just kind of got out the habit of it. I go to the gym sometimes and I box. I love boxing. So um, I just ha- for some reason this year I found it hard to get into a rhythm. Maybe that's a lot to do with like last week when I felt really like down and stuff. Mm. Um, but I'm getting back the last few weeks now I've been like running four times a week and um, I do like a couple of spin classes but I really want to go back to the boxing that's the thing I want to do Right and then like in terms of so when you go I was thinking of this recently for myself right yeah. like uh, at the moment like I feel great I feel real I feel real fit and healthy and like handsome to be frank I actually feel but good can I tell you that you actually look great Thank you Yeah I was thinking the other day, not that you ever looked bad but I was just was thinking the other day I was just like you're actually like real strong and you have real nice skin but then I was like you were t- we were talking about running and you were like I was like oh that's running like it's so good for your skin do you find that? Maybe yeah I- I'll be frank I- I- I've said this in the podcast I have like good skin I'm lucky with that like it's yeah. not something I've ever struggled with but There's a quality though of like this kind of brightness you get I totally something. agree you're right like, There's like a fresh it's fresh that's the that's the thing it's not even like like I've never really had bad skin 
either or like you know obviously if you're like in a period where you're drinking loads or something mm-hmm. you know or like you're maybe out of habit or something but I think when you run there's like a freshness that you get mm. in your soul and also in your skin and you can just see it in people when people are like I, I say it to them I'm like do you run and they're like yeah yeah I'm like yeah I can see it yeah no you're right and I think even just being outdoors for yeah, like an hour sure. you know yeah. what I mean like that's that's legit like um, but one of the things like the reason I was saying that was not just to you know compliment myself uh, <laughs> but that I really like the reason I exercise I love exercise like yeah. I'm going to play a game of football now straight mm-hmm. after this podcast I yeah. can't wait mm-hmm. um, like I love doing that and I but like I don't particularly enjoy going to the gym like I do it to look the way I want to look <laughs> uh, and I I don't particularly like running but like I know that it's good for me and I know it will yeah. keep me trim and whatever like all this sort of stuff like it, it's definitely out of a degree of vanity 100% okay. Okay. do you relate to that like like what like in and like for me even just in terms of my relationship with my own body and like you know like eating disorder body image stuff like in that yeah. realm I, I, I can I, I exist within that kind of all the time like it yeah. doesn't always look the same but it's always there do you have any of that stuff going on? Yeah, I guess like the industry that we're in, like as actors, it's always going to be there a little bit. Um, and like I said, I like I had a few years where I really was just like very hard on myself, being like, "You're a fat bitch," um, because I've been so skinny and like, um, always had like a really nice body. And then the other thing that, but then what started happening was I like have an arse, um, and uh, but I really started to like the kind of curves in myself, like because mm. I was always just so skinny, and this is kind of like I have like a proper like peach arse. I'm doing what would you call that? Um, the okay sign, like the okay emoji. Yeah, or it's like when you're Peachy. a kid and you're, you're trying to make the, you're trying to like show sex, so you make a little circle <laughs> oh, with no. your fingers and then you put like no, your finger through that's it. That's not what it is. That's what it looks Tom's like. Lying. That's not what it is. It's exactly like that. <laughs> it's the okay when you do go okay and you yeah, like, three A-okay. fingers are up. A okay, not A. sex sign. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> anyway, I was doing that. So I started, to, and then I kind of had. Um, had a bit of a belly, but then I kind of started to like that, and I got uh, like leg, like I got, th- I got thighs, and um, and I kind of um started started to go from feeling like I was not skinny, like I knew I was never fat, but to feeling like womanly or something. Mm-hmm. Not to say that people aren't womanly, but I started to really feel that and like feel like like you're talking about like oh I feel handsome, like I felt like sexy mm. and sexual, like you know mm. kind of way, and felt like that's appropriate. Like I'm an adult, I'm not a girl. You know, I'm a, I'm a woman. Um, right. So, but like then, <clears throat> the main thing is like, uh, I, I eat relatively well. Um, now, I do love a garlic cheese chips uh, of a Friday and a Monday and a Wednesday. <laughs> Whenever, like, um, and like I eat bad stuff as well and I do drink, but like I eat all my fruit and vegetables. Not, not me. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I exercise. I usually cycle, like I cycle everywhere. So, like, so um, but then yeah, I, I go through periods where like I, my belly can be quite big but I actually don't even care anymore I got like I turned 30 last year and I think that I really it something just happened to me where I was so ready to be finished with my 20s that I was just like like it, I can spend like the rest of my life just being obsessed with it and just thinking about it mm-hmm. or I could just not think about it and, all and, fo- and focus on things that I want to work on like you know like for me the exercise thing is I, I genuinely do feel better like my men for my mental health, and um, just to clear my head, physically feeling strong. That's why I love the boxing because uh, I feel really strong and powerful. And like I'm small, like as in short, 
and I never felt powerful before. And then I started boxing a few years ago and I, for the first time, I actually felt just within myself. Um, and so that's something that I haven't got back into this year. Um, so that's something that I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing again. Um, so yeah, rather than vanity, it's more, um, like obviously it's always a struggle for everyone to try and love themselves, mm-hmm. like and love who they are. But it's you know it's so it's cliche, but it's it's not n- no matter how you look, if you're not happy with yourself, there's no look that will make you happy. You know that kind of way. And w- this is a bit of a weird question, right? But like, you're bisexual. You like <laughs> that's not a question. <laughs> You're a I'm telling you, I've, deci- I've, de- I've decided. No, but I always like that. Is that interesting? Because obviously, for me, right as a man, I I don't I'm, I'm not a, attracted to other men sexually. So mm. I don't. When I look at like male bodies, I absolutely can admire the male body. And there's some like men are like, oh, he, like for example, yeah. I think Bradley Cooper's the most handsome man alive. I think he's gorgeous for right. me personally. Right. Okay. Um. Doesn't mean I want to touch his willy, but like, <laughs> uh, I think he's good. Whereas, like, it, you know, then someone like Mila Kunis or something. She's yeah. a, she's my go-to example. They're my go-to mm-hmm. example of like beautiful people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, she's like really really attractive. Yeah. So, but I don't look at the male form in a with like being like I want to have sex with that. Yeah. Whereas like that. It, with that, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> making this as crude as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but I mean. Um, then if you're into like female bodies does that change your relationship with your own body because like uh, when I think of like, do I wank over myself is that what you mean that's exactly what I'm saying <laughs> I'm <No>. saying <laughs> I want to know where the, the mirror is positioned in your bedroom um, yes I'm bisexual um, no but yeah, you know no, what I mean no, I I'm actually I, asking so a speci- I, I no, don't 100%. actually mean this in a, in a, in a, in a crude way I, I actually I mean, mean it in I no know. I know you are but I'm, I'm actually trying to get to the root of a thing because yeah. what like does that influence the way you look at like your body? Because when I think of my body, I don't really, especially like with men. You know the way I was talking about this. Some like you know, like girls. Like th- th- it's a, such a silly question, but people go like, "Are you an ass man? Or are you boobs man?" Yeah, like that's yeah, something yeah. people say, right? Yeah. Like uh, someone said that to me recently. Like yeah. and uh, and like I answered as if like there's an answer. <laughs> what did you say? I said boobs. Okay, cool. But like that. <laughs> But that's not even true. That like that's and then and that doesn't actually like reflect. Like this is so silly. But like yeah. if if that doesn't actually reflect the kind of people that I normally get with either. Like yeah. do you know what I mean? So it doesn't make any sense. And it's obviously a silly route to even go down. But it is a thing that people. Ask. Whereas yeah. with men, you don't really you don't really have that. Like men, like okay, like I know some people like men's arses, but like that's not really a thing. We don't yeah. have boobs. I mean, like okay, like but arms are things. But like I mean that. So the boobs and ass thing come like that's like primal isn't it like that comes from like you know a woman with like a good like good like child's was a childbearing hips or whatever yeah and like big tits is to do with like tits are for children like for babies right. to feed them so that's where that co- like that's where that comes from really um and it's so funny because that is a funny thing because i i remember i used to ask guys that as well like when i was younger like i remember like my first ever boyfriend and saying it to him and i was like that exact thing where I was like, are you like ass or legs or tits? And he was like, tits. And I was just like, but I, I don't have any tits. <laughs> like, I was really annoyed. And it was just like, but I ask, like, I don't know. And like, also he's with you. So he obviously doesn't care. But right. like, I think the thing, it doesn't, so the bisexual thing, it doesn't really change how anything to do with me. Like, because I think, like, I always felt like, like, cause <laughs> we were talking this last week. I, I, would never identified myself as bisexual until like like a year and a half ago. Mm. Uh but like I had sex with women. 
Right. You know, like, and I'm like, no, not very often, not as often as I got with men. But I think a lot of that is that uh, I don't go out, I don't go to gay clubs, I don't um, hang around a lot of gay people. Even like I don't have a lot of, I do have, like, I do have gay guy friends, but I wouldn't go out like to like I don't go out a lot anyway. You mm-hmm. know, like kind of way. So I find it hard to meet uh, gay uh, women. Um, a lot of the women that I fancy are straight, <laughs> or you know, they're just not my type. So. A lot of th- actually, <laughs> a lot of the women that I've had sex with are are straight, quote unquote, straight women. Mm-hmm. Like other people who would identify as straight. For years, it was always just kind of like, oh, this is just a one-off thing or whatever. And then at one stage, I was just like, this happens a good bit, Roxana. Like, <laughs> you get like mad into <laughs> girls, like, and like, so do you want to like address that? And I always just thought, like, like I was talking as well last week about my like my I've never come out to my family mm. now I talk about it on social media I'm just hoping they'll just get it and I won't have to be a huge conversation because I always thought right well when I when I get with a girl like properly I'll bring her home and just be like this is my girlfriend deal with it mom yeah but you never had to have the conversation about coming out as straight either you know what I mean exactly so but that's like, kind of was my kind of my thing but also that was a bit of a cop out mm. and I was just like oh when I get with someone like boy or girl I'll introduce them but Nobody wants to go out with me, boy or girl. So I guess that's not something I need to do. <laughs> and and do you find like because I think if I was into men, I I, I imagine I would probably so much cock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would be. <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> Lewd gestures that do not belong on on any forum, whether that's an audio based medium, visual based medium, um. There are specific web websites for those kind of gestures, mm-hmm. Roxana. No, but I think I would probably l- like... This is a fucking weird thing to say, but I think I would probably be into guys who have a similar build to me, I think. Because you love yourself. No, I fucking hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but isn't that part Just of it? Me. That's what I'm uh, saying. To you. So, okay, let me put it in the full context. I'm saying I've really struggled with my body to accept, oh, this is what you look like. I go running to try stay skinny. I go to the gym to try be muscly. I don't eat what I want to eat. I eat like... Oh, like. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, but now I'm I'm making the worst version of this right. here, right? But like, and I and I I pretty like healthy and regimented to like try mm. and like maintain a certain level of figure. And I'm not even gorgeous, like do you know what I mean? So yeah, what? So gorgeous, what no, don't but, be mad. but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, even with all that and all the complexity of that, I think I would still be attracted to that the, the kind of body but that do I you have. Have a type of girl or woman that you go for. Like I've talked about this. But you don't, like, as in, if you're attracted to someone, you're attra- like, I, I, maybe you mm-hmm. do, but, like, as in, I feel like you, if you met someone who was, that you were attracted to mm-hmm. and was really sound, you just, yeah, you're like, we're vibing or whatever. But, like, I think, like, there are some people who are, like, oh, like, tall, skinny guys. Like, they go, like, as in, I do love a tall, skinny, nerdy guy, but, like, most actually, like, as in, I find that very attractive, but most fellas I've been with aren't actually that. I think people always have, like, their ideal in their head so for me, it's the same for women. Um, I think women are less judgy of each other in terms of body type. So sometimes that's a, like I feel like that's a, a factor. Um, that I don't feel like in, even in terms of in terms of grooming and stuff like that. Um, uh, a lot of the women that I've been with are just are just more kind of relaxed about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think like yeah, we all have our dream girl or, or yeah, or Bradley Cooper or Mila Kunis or whatever. But like, actually, like in practice, it. it you know, you're just mad into like. Do you know? Do you ever get like just someone where you're just like, 
that thing where you're showing your friends a picture of the person and you're like, no, no, that's not a good picture, that's not a good picture. No, he doesn't take a pro, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and you're, you're trying to find the, like, the one, and it's just like, because it's like, that's you're funny. just, yeah, like, the, every, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I totally relate to that, My yeah. sisters are always slagging me, like, because I'm always like, show me a picture and they're just like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't look good, he just, like, just, and they, they always have one picture. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. And then you're like, well, like, let me just do a swipe and yeah, they're like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that's so funny, and yeah. it's like, because, like, at the end of the day, you, you're really, like, you can't explain that, like, when you're just attracted to someone like you're just mad about someone and you're just like I don't I don't understand this but like I've talked about this in the podcast before so I don't want to you know go back over it all again but like this is like not, I'm not proud of this about me but like I've never had a girlfriend who was had any weight in them at all at right. all and like that's not a coincidence and I know that and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm not I'm not like I'm not that's not a good thing. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not like proud of that. Like, but yeah. like that is something that I have to reconcile myself, and I like have to think about that all the time. And go because it's not about that. Like it, that's not about women were waiting them. That's about me, like yeah. being like a fat kid and hating hate that version of myself. <laughs> well, yeah, like that no, is truth no, in it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Have you? But are you attracted? Like, is there any, you know, kind of chubbier women that you do or have been? Like, <laughs> even in like famous people. Like, is there anyone? Yeah, no, totally. And like, as I as I get older and like like myself more, yeah. like, because I actually really do like myself now. I can actually so say funny that. That you relate every you see because when you were asking us that question about like my body in relation to being bisexual, if that makes any sense, but it's because you relate your yourself to people like to your relationships. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like directly you think that's mad. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I mean how you feel about yourself is how you feel about. Totally, like I'm probably the worst. In some ways, I'm probably the worst interviewer because I'm filtering worst everything person. so much Ever. through myself. No, seriously though, like <laughs> no, but I, that's like. Uh, isn't I'm really curious about you and your life, but like I, I'm sure. But I'm me s- though. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about me though. <laughs> yeah, but like, and, and there's no, definitely got to be a level of truth to that. It has to be like it's like there's so many. Um, and sorry, I do want to get back to winning this bingo game in a sec. But the thing about like, there's so many um, interview podcasts. Like, there's thousands, there's tens of thousands probably of them at this stage. There's like, you know, even the famous. There's so many, like the Mark Marins and all these mm-hmm. things. And like, even within Ireland, there's loads of them. Like, even within head stuff, there's loads of them. Yeah. So it's like, what sets them apart from each other? And sometimes, like, and I think like the thing with this one is that um it's a conversation rather than you know like obviously the questions are there to like spur you on and mm-hmm. um, yep. mo- most people don't want to actually win the game except for me <laughs> but um like as in i think again i said this last week i'm gonna keep referring like you're an interested person and i think mm-hmm. that's why it's so first of all easy to talk about your uh, your life story and the horrific things that happened in your childhood <laughs> or like whatever funny things because you're just like sitting chatting 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 oh and I, and then I'm asking you questions and you're asking me questions right like, yeah like I don't I don't think that anyone who listens to this podcast oh, I'm gonna jinx it now I'm like I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast like it hates me because you would have stopped listening because there's a lot of me on the podcast like yeah. I try and I, I guess what I try and do as an interviewer is ask the question that I would want to know yeah. so like I'm interested in like people's bodies and their relationship to that because my relationship with my own body yeah. has been pretty interesting like yeah. I'm full of flaws but like uh, say there's a have you ever listened to the Armchair Expert podcast no Dax Shepard I think you'd really it. like it it's really fucking good but for yeah. example he's a recovering addict like yeah. I think certainly sex or certainly drugs and alcohol about maybe sex I'm not sure but he's really interested in sex drugs alcohol like and all the things that like fuel that so like yeah. really interested in like parents and yeah. relationship patterns and yeah. all this sort of stuff and I find that so interesting because I really like Dax's brain so I like right. when he filters 
like his guests through his brain yeah. that to me is very interesting but that's I mean that, and that's why like some people like they love Joe Rogan and they're like no but like it actually is and I'm like I hate him I find him insufferable I, just, I think he's not a nice person uh, I think he's like I just I, I find him very smug and so Mark Maron not as harsh like I do like Mark Maron and like I like him in Glow and I like when I see him on things but I find him very um smug in his like interviews and it's too much about him like everything is about him right. and that's grand like people like that when people like, like talk to you like they don't get it I'm like it's it, the only reason you like that is because you like that person like mm. there's no like podcasts don't live in voids it's not like no but the subject matter is really interesting I'm like yeah but if you don't like the person you're not gonna enjoy it like she's not gonna mm. wait so mm. uh, you're great so let's just tick that off okay. there the number nine you are brilliant All your right. body is lovely it you're just, real handsome you know, <laughs> And now what I'm worried about is it, it just sounded like I wanted to say all that and then like you're gonna be like I can't release this podcast yeah 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 do it again and I just wanted to like say like like let everyone know that you're bisexual that's what it looks like now <laughs> it's so funny though because sometimes there are episodes where I'm like there's an episode about to come out right soon I won't I won't say what one is. I, well I could say what Write it is down on a piece of paper no I, I can tell you I, I don't right. I, it's the because it'll come out before this d- anyway. No, I think it'll come out after. Right. But we did one a while ago with Dylan Coburn Gray, and it's oh, an yeah. amazing episode. And he's yeah. a gentleman. I had he's, met him before. He's, really he's also possibly the smartest person I've ever sat down with. Yeah. And like, we had a great conversation, and he's very nice and very yeah. sweet. And it's a really good episode. But I also, in the middle of it, like, was having these feelings of like, I find him so engaging and yeah. interesting and intelligent. It was really interesting what that did to me as a host because I found myself being like I not that not that it's like a competing thing but I was like I'm finding <laughs> it really hard to stay on like an intellectual level with you because you are just other level. You're brilliant. Yeah. So like I found myself getting like very personal and being <laughs> I like I think it was niche that said um Yeah 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 but like so so <laughs> my response that was to go like quite into like personal stuff that really had nothing to do with the interview. Yeah. It's very interesting. So it is interesting when you catch yourself um yeah like what what your feelings are within like and a chat I, I mean and that's what happened with you the last day like we yeah. did our chat and then you had these feelings about like what we said in the chat yeah, like I have that every week with it it's fascinating of course yeah but I think with Dylan as well actually that'd be really interesting I can't wait to hear that but he um, he he it's not even like he, obviously he's mad intellectual and all that so am I, Pat Lawson. Uh, but um, he he he's got a very different energy, and probably a different energy to people that are usually on this. Because a lot of people on this podcast are just like your mates. So we're like, ah, oh, hey, like right. like when I go down the list, I'm like, like uh, like because obviously I'm not listening chronologically because I only started listening recently. Sorry, <laughs> but like as in sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, like Marco Halloran. I'm really interested to hear what he has to say. And crazy. but then sometimes I'm just like, oh, this one would be ass because like it's like Ali Fox or something I'm like because they're like mates and they're buzzing off each other I hate Ali like, yeah, I know but yeah. like you know <laughs> she's really difficult she's really difficult she's really no but like it's like buzz 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 whereas I feel like he is just like his energy is so mm. like he, he he doesn't worry about like maybe he does I don't know but like I always when I'm chatting to him it's very quiet it's very like and he it makes you question like your whole personality you're like why am I so big why can I just fucking relax oh my god pull it backwards on it like right, right. <laughs> and whenever I see him I'm always like hey how's it going up to and he's just like nods he's like yeah good how are you yeah I'm like like a healthy and, person and then I'm like fine how are you yeah, what are you yeah. up to and he's like not much just here to see a film cool and I'm just like so like but it's kind of like he pulls you down like it's great like it really yeah it's like brilliant grounds it's you. a great quality anyway just say uh, should have just had him on again I suppose <laughs> <laughs> alright here we go number 53 do you have it oh no and that looks like a 53 I was thinking I know, is that 50 or it's 58 mm, sorry about that oh, maybe it is <laughs> no, God. number 53 what is one thing you wish you could change about yourself 
one thing I wish I could change about myself. Um, I guess um, I wish I could be... Yeah, probably, like, so this is actually will tie in really well then with last week. I wish I could be kind of more, like, uh, more like you. No, more open about uh, just, yeah, just myself. And, um, like, I do, I talk a lot and I seem like a very open person. But there's just a lot that I just don't go into and don't talk about. I find it very hard to, like, trust people mm-hmm. to... to go into that like um another thing i was saying last week so i just <laughs> this is so boring another thing last week was that like i don't have like a big friend group mm. so i don't have that kind of network of like when something like really shit happens or is really bothering me i don't ever feel like I, i'm just like right i'll just have to like deal with this go for a run until i get over it, or whatever the thing is like yeah. so i wish i could just ring someone up and go oh I'm struggling or I'm having a re- like like last week like after here and I just was like I've known I've known to call like I don't know what to do like mm. um and I know there is like I know I could probably call my sister but I have this thing that's left over I think from when I was a kid of like um like the kind of stick up and everything I was just like just n- everyone else has gone through all this shit they don't have enough time for your shit like do you know right. that kind of way like um so uh, yeah, I wish I could just be more trusted and more open and more kind of like honest about how I feel a lot of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things I think that came out of last week for me, just like being someone who was listening and yeah. kind of hearing about your life for the first time, was like just you know, because that 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 does honestly like that does make me sad when I hear that. I'm like, oh, because oh, I bet you do. I just like that notion because I felt that too of yeah. like being like I don't have people. Yeah. I don't have that network and it's like it's just a lonely thing but also like that notion of you know one of the things you spoke about last week was kind of at, a, at, a, at an early age like having to do a lot of helping just yeah. in the house and yeah. like you know having to be a little parent basically yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and like so I think it must be very very hard then when you're so used to helping to ask for help I think that's it that's like de- and, and I am trying and like I think like like even with like like we talk about therapy and stuff like that and I have been to therapy and I've gone to different counsellors and stuff um, but like I just have never found someone that I connected with enough that I was like right now I'm ready to like share this like you know kind of mm. way and I think I think that that's what it, it is and when I was a kid and like I could look after my little sisters and then like my parents like like separating and like there's loads of other stuff going on and stuff in school and like like and everything was just falling down around me and I was like right I just need to get through this thing like there's no time for me to fall apart because everyone else do you know that kind of way because obviously like uh like my mom was like don't worry you're like <laughs> I'm not gonna like go in it. but like my mom was like obviously struggling. she's like a newborn my sister was just like a baby when my dad left so she's like dealing with that and it's really shit and like my brothers are just like gone mental because they're like oh, I don't know what to do and so yeah like I was like a little adult like um so I think there's always this thing of like just keeping out and even now like with my family I'm the old six and even now sometimes it's just like I sometimes feel like I'm called in when stuff is falling apart it's mm-hmm. like because I, d- I moved out when I was 18 as well. So, like, I never grew up. My my two uh, younger sisters that are 15. Um, they were, like, two when I moved out. And we're really, really close. But I never grew up with them. So, a lot of time when the stuff gone on, it's like, okay, get Roxana in. She'll deal with it. Like, she's in a kind of way. So, if, if one of them has a fight with my mom, they come over to my house and stay with me. And same for my other sister, who's um, 24. Um, uh, 
or 23, sorry, she's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> like, she'll come over, or, like, if she's having trouble with something, like, you know, she's got her own stuff as well. Um, like, I feel like, because I used to be, like, everyone else's problems were more external mm. in how they reacted to, like, that happened when we were kids. So everyone was like, like my brother had had like ra- rage. He suffers from like uh, like white rage. So he got into all these. And my other brother like went the complete opposite and was just like, he kind of bit like me, just kind of shut down. And then my other sister, like the, she was the baby. She always had like terrible tantrums and like there's all this stuff. So, so they were so external that I was just like, oh, do you know what? Actually, my problems aren't that big because I'm not suffering from, from anything. I'm actually fine. But I was like, and it's only now I go, just because you're not like, tearing the house down doesn't mean you weren't so yeah. yeah i think like i'm getting better um like just even saying like even me talking about last week i mean like i had a mental breakdown like messing but like you know i i, I found it really difficult mm-hmm. i was really vulnerable like me telling you that was like a big deal for me and i felt really be- much better and i was like i'm proud of myself <laughs> like but i do wish i could just be like yeah i'm suffering i'm struggling or whatever like yeah, and it's interesting because one of the things that you were talking about last week, I remember, was about also, like, the busyness and, like, how you're very comfortable within that. Like, you were talking about all the jobs yeah. you work and, like, you know, you work, you know, as an actor very regularly. I mean, I know you're a soap star. Um, no, but you're, like, you, you know... so you guys. So, like, so, so you're on and off Fair City all the time. You've got all these theatre things coming up I know like Pope Injections coming up for you and I see you now like uh, you know you're working on your own piece as a a writer at the moment with the acts all this stuff going on and then you were saying like then like last week you kind of felt like in a bit of a quiet time which is kind of absurd because you weren't I mean you were the week before a show opening do you know what I mean so it wasn't even real but like one of the things that like when you come from kind of like a house like what you're describing because like I can really relate I probably came from not a similar house to that but like certainly like my, like my, like when I look back on my childhood now, I'm like it's littered with like trauma, like yeah, and yeah. real shit that I didn't realize. Yeah, and yeah. one of the and like I'm like you in that sense. I can't sit still. Yeah. I can't sit still. Like I mean, I will be doing a million things. I think I look really productive to people on the outside, but like, and I am. But yeah. like, it's not. It's not always coming from a healthy place. You yeah. know what I mean? And one of but the things I don't think though. I sorry, just because I yeah. am a person who can't who can't sit still. I, like okay. I'm actually kind of the opposite. Like I have to be. Like I was saying, I have to be forced to be doing something. Like if, if I'm do like if I'm casting something, like I've got the access thing. If I had that got that access bursary, thank you, access. <laughs> um. I wouldn't be doing the show. I've show been trying to write for ten years, and like I, di- I didn't. I just kept giving up on it, mm. and now I have to write it. So I have to put myself in these positions. I'm saying with Vicar Street, like I have to earn a living, um, and that's the thing is that like just t- there's days where I'm like, right, you have a week now. So that's the thing is last week I actually had to be writing that show, and I just sat at home like just numb like I, I get the opposite I get nearly like numb with like, overcome with like I need to be doing stuff like so that's why like people talk about like school and they hate school and I loved school because I had structure and I find it hard like to, to create scru- structure like even the same about like running and stuff like that like but once I'm in the ritual of it it's great but like just getting back to start and like it's really hard and, and, and now I'm like I just need to like sometimes I'm like well just like start just write one thing today right. like it's like I have to do everything or nothing like and I've always been like that where it's like it's all or nothing so like I'd be like I'm not going to clean my room until I have time to like hoover and clean it and scrub it and paint it and then my room might go and be like not as much now like now I'm tidier but like it, it would either be like like OCD clean and maybe this is actually parts like OCD because people think OCD is just cleaning or else it would be like horrible like it would mm. be like it's disgusting because I'm like I don't have t- time to deal with the whole thing so I'm not even going to pick the clothes up off the floor and it's the same with my career I think well I think that's interesting because like when you come from like a house 
or like just when, when you have experienced trauma in your life especially at a young age mm-hmm. like one of the things about it is that you kind of grew up in like a fight or flight mode right yeah so like everything was extremes it was yeah. either like you know like you know in in my case it was you know something with like you know again actually a lot of that rage like is, yeah. I really relate to that and like just these crazy moments like there's a fucking storm yeah. in your house and it's huge and you're like a leaf getting blown around yeah, within it yeah. right or like it's quiet yeah. and it's calm but it's the calm before the storm like yeah, you're waiting, waiting for, for it so like thing, it's only at the extremes that you know how to deal with and I yeah, wonder is that yeah. a thing with you like you're talking about like you've been trying to write a show for 10 years but then the minute like the axes come along and they say right well here's a deadline <laughs> you have to have it done by now yeah. and you're like oh I can do that because it's like well that's yeah. like a time pressure environment and like same you know if you're growing up in a house where you've got to play the parent like I mean the stakes are pretty fucking high there because yeah. like you know if you don't do that well then you know your family aren't going to school like I mean there's not going to be food there like the fundamentals of like being a human being aren't yeah. going to be fulfilled and you have to do that yeah. or else everyone's fucked and yeah. those stakes are real high so it kind of makes sense that you'd operate within them now as an adult that's true I don't need to get a therapist because you are just solving all my I really haven't <laughs> no I really haven't no god that's actually so <laughs> yeah that's true that's me fixed now <laughs> no I, can't, I, cu- I couldn't handle that Jesus no Roxana like go see his psychiatrist like, at, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you need. Oh no, help. you're way more fucked than that. <laughs> um, but it, it's very. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I am. Yeah, it was so funny. Uh, like, I remember one time someone said it to me, and they were like, "Your mental health podcast," and how much I repelled from that. And I said it actually to my therapist recently. Yeah. I was talking to her, and I was like, "Do you know?" Because we were talking about that in like my life, and she was like, "Because she's interested." Like, my therapist writes books and stuff. Like, she's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really True. good. Like, she's, she's like, yeah. she's. Uh, She's legit. Now like, it's erotic literature, but like she yeah, still yeah. writes books. <laughs> yeah, it's all about fucking her clients. It's wildly it's inappropriate. Fifty Shades. She's <laughs> my therapist. <laughs> um, but like, and it was one of the things you were talking about, and she was like, "It's really interesting. Like, what? Like, why do you like? It's it's really in, you know because as a kid, like I probably was very very voiceless. You know, I didn't have a voice. I really didn't. Like, I had to shut the fuck up, Tom, or like I was gonna set Tom, off a trap. Oh my god! So I have the thing that I tell people that they don't believe me, right? So yeah. I never spoke until I was spoken to, right? Mm. Until I went to DYT Dublin Youth Theatre when I was seventeen. I this isn't an exaggeration. This isn't like oh, I was just real quiet. I was just real quiet. I would never, besides my brothers and my sister. I would never speak, even my friends, I would never speak to somebody unless I was spoken to first. And like, like I remember like being in the hairdresser and like uh, she had this kind of metal clip on my ear, my hair is back and she put the, the hair dryer over my head and like my, my ear was on fire, there was smoke coming out of it. But I was I was so like, you don't speak, like that. I, your woman come over and she's like, oh my God, like just smoking out your ear. She's <laughs> like, why didn't you just tell me? And I'm just like, oh, I didn't notice. I was so crippled. I was exactly that, voiceless as well. And, mm. and um. It, that's all. T- it, th- that's when I say like, oh, like I, I don't feel, like, I, I didn't feel like I could talk to. Any-. That's what it was. It was that like about anything. It was like, mm. and then um, when I went to DYT, like it was like, like it just completely changed. Like I, it's such a cliche for people to do. DYT changed my life, and we always use a joke, joke about it, even in DYT. Mm-hmm. But like I, I like you know, if I if I was lost somewhere or like I was somewhere and I needed help with something. I just couldn't. I I couldn't find the words to speak to, especially adults, but like anybody. Like well, then how interesting that you go into a career where someone writes the words for you, yeah. and like that's what your experience in DYT is. I imagine you go in and like you know you're working with other people, you're working in an environment, and I mean like that's the thing about like like that's what I've been thinking about recently, and it like popped up for me, and you know I was like thinking about like why do I have this weird compulsion of like you know truth about like 
my experience in the world and the human experience generally and your experience in the world yeah. like I'm really interested in that like as a yeah. writer as a comedian as an actor as a podcast like that's what I'm interested in it yeah. just is and like I think that's what it was like if I go through like being that little boy who was like you know was like you know but seriously like, fat and scared too afraid yeah. to open his mouth so like didn't yeah. like was just terrified I was so, like I when I even now as a kid like, I was just the most scared child yeah. In the world, like scared of everything, scared of like, scared of everything, scared of like stuff in my house, scared of like fucking ghosts. I mean, like, scared of, I was afraid of everything, like, scared of the water, scared. I was just so afraid of literally everything. And then, so then you start to get a bit of like courage somehow. And then you go in, like, I started like singing and I started doing music. And I was like, okay, this is a vehicle to like literally open your mouth for the first time. Then it goes into acting, and you're like, okay, someone else has written these words for you, but you get to express them. Then it goes into, you know, starting to write, and it's like, okay, I'll, I'll start to do this. Then it goes into like stand up comedy. It's like, oh, okay, I'll start to speak my yeah. own truth, like through the medium of comedy. Then you go into a podcast, and you're like, extreme. I'll y- y- yeah. literally, and I'm like, like um, where does it end though? That's the thing. And like, <laughs> maybe it, you just like naked on the panel street screaming, yeah, I am Tom Moran, Marina, a brand I am style. handsome, <laughs> I have a nice body. <laughs> That's oh it. god but it's very interesting like as in like yeah. that like beco- like those like th- those things in the beginning of your life now inform what your kind of life's mission becomes is to like kind of undo all that like I think that's yeah. what mine fundamentally will be I imagine I will be endlessly like uh, and this sounds fucking like self-involved as fuck and it is but like I'm going to be endlessly interested in my experience of the world and then projecting that through you know yours and everyone I meet yeah. and just like looking at people and like how do you go through the world like yeah. I am so interested in that yeah I know because as well like sometimes you think like well I'm the only one who like has had this experience but then like you're saying that to me and I'm just like I've never met someone else who that was there like the thing about being voiced I mean scared like I remember like I just remember like my my sister the one she's gonna be 23 on Sunday um, she uh, like she was just a little baby and like my when my dad left like and she was just uh, like just the, the thing of innocence and leaving a baby and she was just so like and I just remember being scared for her all the time like I'm a very maternal person and I have really strong maternal instincts and with my other sisters as well like mm. um and uh like I just remember I was scared all the time I was just scared when I wasn't with her that something was going to happen to her like I was scared like bring her down the street that like like I'd be walking her pram down the street and I, I, I remember like I'd be like what if, like because I'm from East Wall and there'd be a lot of joyriders and I was like what if a joyrider just comes around the corner and just crashes into her and she dies like I dream like my brother I like, dream about them drowning like and my two little sisters I just like when they were born the same kind of like I, not as bad now but I still just like I think just like I just had this thing of being scared all the time and like not really of ghosts because they're not real <laughs> But like as in like but like like kind of irrational. Like obviously mm-hmm. there are things that could happen, but just things like like I remember like if there was any kind of virus going around, that would be like oh like two children have died of whatever the fucking measles. I was like oh my god like what if Callie dies of the me- you know I was mm-hmm. so scared all the time for and um and even, yeah I just like <laughs> like Ruby and Amber now like they're fifteen and even sometimes I'm just like at home and like they go out and stuff now and I'm just like what if like <laughs> there's like a shooting like because like they live all around you know Northside Dublin and there's like fucking shootings and gang stuff and they're just like out in the night out and there's like something in a bar you know like real kind of stuff like irrational stuff but um yeah like I always was just like told I was a drama queen like that's a, a thing like one of my sisters now the one that loves the quotes we had this thing of like talking about I was always dismissive being really sensitive like um very sorry 
I was pointing yeah, at the microphone. I know, and I just, I have to break the illusion there. I'm you're being grand. very, you're sitting far too far away. No, you're perfect now. <laughs> you were just kind of talking. Okay, it. sorry. Hi. Um, no, but like uh, the, the idea of like, oh, you're really sensitive. Oh, she's so sensitive. Like dismissing that as like a negative thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I am a, a very emotional person, as you can probably hear. And as we saw from last week, like I'm an empath. Like I, I really feel like a lot of like what people are feeling. Like I, I'm, I'm very susceptible to like, atmosphere and a room and stuff like that and my youngest sister now um the youngest of the twins she uh like she's the same and like it's uh, sometimes people say like, my mom and it doesn't come from a bad place but she's like, oh, god you're so bloody sensitive you're so bloody sensitive yeah and i'm always like don't that that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. that's like and like i'm always saying to her like it's so corny like it's my own little like quote but i'm like uh you're that's your strength like your emotion your emotion your emotional stuff is your strength mm. and um like that like that's i can't remember why he's got talking about this but yeah like that that was the thing when i was a kid of like always oh, been told oh you're drama queen you're drama queen because and, and like i haven't those fears i know they were rational but just like oh god she's such no, a dra- uh, rather than addressing that as yeah. like roxana like that's terrible that you feel like that it was like oh god here we go the drama queen like but I, I, I don't think because uh, i i again i completely relate to you i don't think it is irrational because like I had a real similar thing, a real yeah. similar thing of like my Let's experience. Did we just become best friends? I have no friends. You want to be? Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see where you have no friends, and no, I want to join that list of people who don't want to be your friend. Do you want to get friendship bracelets? You know, one of those necklaces that has the heart. And, oh, you always wanted one of. Them. Can they be the edible sweet ones? No, because then you just eat it and you won't have it. Oh, you call me fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like that thing of like when you like your experience being invalidated and yeah like you know being scared mm-hmm. as a kid which is like an annoying thing I imagine for a parent but also like I was I was right like <laughs> I was right like I was ghosts did come to my room yeah and like and obviously I wasn't afraid of ghosts I no, was afraid I of some no but like as in it it wasn't like it literally wasn't I mean, that's what what it looked like, but that was only because I couldn't I couldn't name like the actual trauma yeah. that was happening, and like yeah. so like ghosts are like the manifestation of that. But like I was yeah. afraid of like people in my fucking house who yeah. like, slept next door. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. I don't I don't want to completely like like yeah you know. And there's no need for me to go into like the specific of it, but like that I was right. Like I was right yeah. to be scared. Yeah, and yeah. now like your whole adult life is trying to because but like when someone says like no you're wrong you're being you're being over dramatic you're being yeah. you're being too sensitive like so then you believe them because like especially if it's coming from your parents because yeah. they're Greek fucking gods to you when you're yeah. a kid and you're like oh that they must be right which kind of throws your whole sense of self off and you yeah. don't really know you don't really know where you're meant to sit so like that's a lot of work to like un- yeah. undo all that because I mean when you when you grow up with the, within that environment and like you know, human beings generally are quite good at like gauging their own emotions until then something's coming in and like fucking that off on you. Yeah, and then I mean, yeah, yeah. you've got to reset it yourself, and that's that's yeah. the work. Yeah, and it's because it's that thing as well. Because like a lot of time, parent like adults just don't know what damage they're doing. Like th- something can be said to you, like just like I think the thing I think the the voice the voiceless thing and the thing of me not talking. I feel like that's connected to something something that was said to me at some stage like I feel like like whether it was just like like uh, my dad was a very angry person he still is very angry angry and like the rage runs in our family like Mm -hmm. it's an actual thing and uh he had a but like he would just be like like when it's so funny when I was really young uh, me and my brother were like it was just two of us and we were just always playing always chatting this isn't a thing that I always had but it, at one stage it just kind of clicked and I feel like it was just like him just being like 
stop fucking talking all the time or you you know you respect your elders or you don't mm. talk unless you're spoken to like something like that mm. like I feel it echoing around me and I don't know if it's a specific event or if I was just told it a few times and um like I or just but this thing of like my mom she, she didn't mean it but that thing of just like oh god you're such a drama queen and you're really you're, you're oversensitive so it made me feel like I couldn't just be like I feel really sad because I'm so like even if it's about something quite trivial but they're the kind of things where you kind of go you know you're actually like there's no such thing as oversensitive you're as sensitive as you are some people are are very sensitive or very emotional some people aren't um some people are more you know that kind of way mm-hmm. like um and but it might have been something silly but i just think that dismissal of like kids feelings or you know that kind of way or, mm-hmm. or you know mom i'm scared oh god like you know there's nothing to be scared of ghosts aren't real you know that kind of way where it's like and sometimes that's fine you get over it. but like just you know sometimes there's little there's little sentences i have from like things that different adults said to me teachers my mom my dad and they just are still just like stuck on me like and mm. i just still like have to fight against them as they're like little kind of like shackles or something and and i don't know i, I probably will break them but it's like and i've forgiven like people for them but never forget but then I'm like, maybe I didn't forgive them then because I'm like so obsessed with them, like, you know. But they're so deep, you know, that's the thing. And yeah. I think as well, when you're a kid and like, especially if you're growing up in a house like what you're describing, where there's where there's, there's rage and there's scary yeah. things. They're like, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Like, make no mistake about it. Like, if you see, if I see a fight in the street, right, and you see yeah. two men, big men, kicking the shit out of each other. Like, so scary, even yeah. I'm now a big, like, six foot man and I'm afraid of it. Gorgeous, so, gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah, big, strong, six pack, muscly, beautiful, go, Greek god. No, Jesus Christ I fucking hate talking about my body like I'm not I don't like really? this really yeah. because that's the self no. no but like I mean no. I'm talking in that sense of like I, I don't I don't like it I, I don't think I could be more clear about that yeah. but like but what I'm saying is so imagine then you see like that happening yeah. in your house when you're like you know totally four like and, you're a, and you're a kid and I mean I think that's what what like I imagine you're right because it's, like when you're in that kind of environment you're in survival mode you're yeah. like you're literally like how can I stay alive first yeah. of all how can I stay alive in the least like problematic way so like yeah like shutting your fucking mouth is a pretty good way to do it yeah. and like you know keeping your mouth fucking shut like seriously that's what like I think yeah. that's what your little kid brain is saying it's like if I shut the fuck up yeah. and I just smile and I just yeah. pretend everything's fucking fine and I put the game face on that's probably the easiest way for me to get through this and you're so confused about what's important and what's not especially like if you're in a house that has like violence and rage and all these kind of things like and like you get confused that like you know if your mom is like oh that's no it's fine it's totally fine you're like well that was a very violent thing that just happened there mm. whether it's physical violence or like just th- that that rage like sometimes even when it didn't yeah. when it didn't end in violence mm-hmm. it it was it was it was so fucking scary to see someone just like like when i say rage i don't mean anger and like that's why it's hard to explain what the rage is to someone who is like oh why it's they snap and like nothing will stop them mm-hmm. and it's like it, and and then and then you know unless you're going to be like get the fuck out of this house, how dare you, never come back again, Roxana, that's not an acceptable way, da, 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 da. you're getting mixed messages of kids, because you're just like, I don't know if this is important enough, like I don't know if what's important anymore, and maybe it's not a big deal, and convincing yourself, mustn't be a big deal, yeah. do you know that kind of way, like totally. oh there's my dad now, he's grand, he's making me breakfast, like everything's fine, like do you know that kind of way, yeah that that's it's, huge, it's, it's it's like, it's 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 weird, Like because you're like, why, why are we, like as in, and when you're like, why, are, you know, if I would see that now as an adult, right, and see yeah. that on like, if I was to look back at the CCTV footage of my house, yeah. I'd be like, 
why are we all pretending this is normal this yeah. is like headline news crazy like yeah, this is the kind of completely. thing that should happen like once in your lifetime and then we all talk about it a week later when it's all calmed down and we, yeah. go, and we go that never. was crazy and like we're all really sorry that that had to happen yeah. and we all had to go through it but that was a huge moment rather than be like no don't worry it was fine that was not like that was nothing and then it happens again and yeah. we do the same thing so we you and do I did like I got into a pattern of that for a little bit when I w- was an adult then um like with my dad and because like my dad is like the, can be the nicest person and like everything I love like every film I love every book I love every piece of like popular culture that's really ingrained in me is from him and we were always so close from we were kids mm. and like f- from when we were kids from when I was a kid he was an adult my dad was an adult he didn't have me as a kid but like as in like he I, we were like thick as thieves he always like actually to the detriment of my other brothers and sisters like we were closer than he ever was to them and I think like they felt that mm. and then like all that kind of shit happened and then when I uh, when I was older and he'd be violent with other people and I you just convince yourself like okay that I guess that's normal I guess we just like and then something happened one day where I was just like like that's not okay <laughs> like it's not okay to hit other people <laughs> like you know that kind of way it's not okay yeah. and like it, it just was like we never dealt with it like because we never talked about it and that's maybe where the voices thing came from as well it's like you, oh no no everything's fine everything's fine we won't talk about it we won't talk about it and then I got this thing where I'm being a drama queen because all of a sudden I'm just like, no, I think we should talk about this. And I think, like, like that's what I said to me. I was like, I think you need help. I think you need to go see a psychiatrist. I think you're sick. I think you do really horrible things. You do really destructive things. Like, and when he's in that rage, he'll say and do anything to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know that kind of like? Do you know people get like that where they're like, "What's the thing you feel the most insecure about?" Like, you know, you'll never fucking make it as an actor. You know, like you'll just like these kind of things where it's like really nasty or like, um, uh, like I was I, I was attacked when I was a teenager, right? And um, when I was seventeen, like really bad. And like he'll just be like, uh, "You fucking deserve that." Like right. you're a little fucking whatever. You're this. You're that. Like. And like, but he'll bring that up at like, and he does like, it's like, he'll say the thing to hurt me the most. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna not speak to him now. And like, even now people in my family are like, God, yeah, but like, you know, didn't mean it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, or, you right. know, like that's, that's a drama queen. I'm a drama queen. And is is that where your relationship's at? Where your dad now you don't yeah, speak? Yeah, I just, I just stopped talking <laughs> to him because I was like, I like I wanted him to get help and I've been saying it for years and anytime an event happened like a thing they were getting less and like few and far between and then the last time it happened I was like I was in work and I get this like it, this is a, a con- like a constant in my life since I was a kid of getting a phone call saying I the police are on their way I have nowhere to go right and who, who, who's saying that my dad <laughs> like as in like oh yeah like, right, right. Like, right, so someone's I called the police up. I fucked up on yeah, your dad I fucked up I need somewhere to go and then, so... Like, to hide from the police? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's mental. Like, but I'm a drama queen. Like, this is all about why it's your, you've been called a drama queen as a kid. <laughs> so, um, uh, like, it happened a few years ago. And I was just like, I was at work. It was like three in the morning. And I was like, with my friend Rory. And I just was like, I actually don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to have to do this anymore. Like, I actually am so tired. And like... Do you want some of this water? Yeah, it Thomas actually looks... actually dying. Sorry, I'm dying, dying over here. I'm trying to do it off mic, though, like yeah, a professional. Yeah, so I, there's no, uh, there's no uh, tricks here. When you're pointing at my mic, I'm going to make it known. And when you're coughing off mic, I'm going to... 
I want everyone to see <laughs> the, the puppeteer here. So you're trying to um, pull pull back the curtain pull, on yeah, this pull back highly professional yeah, outfit we have here. Uh, but yeah, like as in, I'm just like I don't want to. I I do, like I don't want to, to ever have a phone call like that again. Yeah. Like I don't ever want to run into a woman that I knew as like a stepmother who like was you know beaten up or so, you know mm-hmm. and and for them to be like oh, I'm so sorry Roxana and I'm like you have nothing to be sorry I'm sorry like so I just was like I yeah basically was like I you need help and you've never gotten help and like you have these very deep co- and like he had a terrible childhood mm-hmm. so th- I think that's where a lot of it was like he had a, a terrible childhood yeah. like horrific stuff happened to him like but I had similar hor- horrific things happen to me mm-hmm. and similar it's, it's so mad similar par- patterns of, of of abuse and stuff and like all this kind of stuff so that's why I'm just like so I think to myself if I ever have a kid like well, it's like my little sisters like protect them as scared and I would never want any of that to happen to them and I, yeah. all I would want to do is protect them and all I'd want to do is like make sure they're okay and look after them and, and all this kind of stuff and it's like he is like Oh, well, I can say this because uh, I had a bad, you know, like I feel like sometimes at some stage you have to just fucking take responsibility for your actions. Like, yeah, I, well, totally. I mean, you do because like, I mean, it was actually a really helpful thing for me to hear. And it wasn't even in the context of what we're talking about with like family and parents. And yeah. that, like, that's where the vast majority of my like work I need yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. But like it was actually in a, in a relationship context, like romantically. And, you know, I, it, something ended in a real shitty way, like a really hurtful way. Yeah. And like I was listening to a podcast I'm pretty sure and like it just came up randomly but they were just like yeah well I mean like hurt people hurt people what an obvious thing to say like that we all we all kind yeah. of know that but like yeah. whatever way I heard it in that moment of like yes hurt people do hurt people and yeah. she is really hurt was really hurt whatever Okay. and like it made it easier because yeah. I mean in some way I think when someone is like hurting you in a really visceral way you take it personally because it is personal because yeah. it feels personal but it's not personal I don't know like I see this is a thing so this is what I'm sa- sorry this is what I'm saying I think at some stage like you don't get away with that I, I think, totally agree like yep. I think like that's the thing like people and I, I'm so like I'm so like when people talk about like say like uh, like um, like sexual abusers right so like like the statistics of people who sexually abuse who have been sexually abused are like outrageous like mm. most people who who um you know like say most pedophiles right have were uh, abused as kids yeah. right it's just a fact right mm-hmm. most of them were um and uh a lot of people yeah who like like so so it's all linked and it's all but at some stage i just think like like i have like terrible patterns and uh, like i like just like in terms like I know like my in relations I find it very hard to connect mm-hmm. um and um I, I got like in a relationship um it's like I I am like either really distant and vacant or really clingy like there's no in between like I find I, I go th- through these extremes I don't like I don't know how to stop that I guess like therapy will be but like as in like I I have the, I have very intense like um a- and like I never directly hurt people but I know I have you know mm-hmm. that kind of way and I go okay well listen it must be because of this because of this but I would just hold my hands up and be like I'm fucking sorry and you know th- just in my life I, I because that kind of stuff and maybe I have the um, like I have the kind of I have like really good family around me Um, my dad didn't 
um like I have my sisters mm-hmm. and like my mom and like you know I have like I do have a, a, a couple of really good friends and stuff like that yeah. and I have some people like very few a couple of people who just know about what I've been through mm-hmm. and like that I can and maybe he didn't or whatever but I just think like you know I I can like when people are like how could someone do something like that I'm always like look you have to look at it like this yeah right but it's not an excuse no I know and yeah just to clarify that like I like I I don't like for example m- like my theory would be like I did not mean that in any way no, about your experience. No, I know you don't think that. No, no, I know you weren't. But just to clarify, because mm. it's it's important. Like I, I, what like have had shit in my life. It's one of my life missions is to make sure I never put anyone through yeah, even an ounce exactly of that because you're a fucking adult and yeah. go and sort your shit out now yeah. I'm also aware there are things in the way of that like course, you know like financial things yeah. like educational things you know that kind of way like people uh-huh. don't know about mental health not everyone's listening to a blind like podcast right. you know but like as I understand financially it's really hard in this country to get like the help that you need like in terms of education it's not taught in schools mm-hmm. and people are still um, even the word mental health is still a bit of a dirty word I know there are things in the way but that thing of like like that's just how I feel like um it's funny with like with my brother um uh the oldest one there's a year and a half between I can't remember if I talked about this last week but we don't really get on mm-hmm. very well and I think there's a lot of resentfulness there from him like mm-hmm. he's just very angry at me and very resentful of me of everything I do and I, for years I excuse it but kind of like with my dad like, at one stage I went I this has actually hurt me too much and I can't like it, like at one stage you had to get get got over that and, yeah. and 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 then he has a kid now and like I can see similar patterns and I kind of think like where does that end then where does the hurt people hurt people and then everyone's hurting each other forever so that's the thing is that like I just think about my kids and I just think about my family and I'm just like I'm sure everyone kind of feels like this but I just think like I would never like want anything to happen to that. not that anyone does want anything but you know what I mean it's in like I so so that's why I actively because I do want to have a kid mm-hmm. and I plan to have a kid and I'm going to have a kid um, and but I'm that's why I'm working on these things that will hopefully help me you know protect them without kind of sheltering them too much from the world like but you know what I mean that mm-hmm. um, you know having the very like the idea of like the open discussion because that's something I didn't feel I could do but mm-hmm. hopefully have a thing where you're, you can have a dialogue with your child about being like I'm your best friend you we're like yeah, sisters yeah, yeah. me and you are like sisters we're, yeah I am her mother but we're like sisters like one of them like, yeah I know, you know I, like, I, I, like I, I probably have an unhealthy relationship with this and anyone who's listening whose best friend is their mom I think that's lovely and I'm probably just jealous I also severely distrust it like, oh, oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. When, someone's, when someone's like yeah me and my mom are like best friends and me and my dad like we're best pals I'm yeah. always kind of like Whoa! Like I like I like for example, my relationship. We're so jealous. We're just like, maybe. but parents are assholes. No, do yeah, you not hate your parents every five years? And maybe some people don't need boundaries with their parents. Like I do. Yeah, like I, I, I think everyone does. To be honest, and I think like it's because it's funny because uh, like I th- when when I was like whenever like whenever my daddy left, um me and my mom like my mom didn't really have like she was so busy working all the time and she had no money to ever go out Mm -hmm. she didn't have any friends even she had neighbours that were really nice and helpful to us but like Mm -hmm. actually like not really like friends and like she said I didn't have time by the time she got home from work it was like 7 or 8 and she hadn't seen her kids all day you know that kind Mm -hmm. of way and at the Mm -hmm. weekend she wanted to spend the time with us so there was actually a period of a few years where I was her best friend and she told me everything like everything everything that was happening 
like about everything yeah, yeah. and like I was 8, 9, 10, 11 it was very inappropriate no it wasn't a bad thing on her part but like it was just like I was kind of her confidant and I remember like when I was 13 and she met my uh, stepdad and I hated him I was just like she's not my best friend and I, but like now I think I'm so glad that happened because that was not appropriate. I, I think you have to have boundaries. I think you can't, I don't think you should tell your mom everything because I think as well, like every generation, like I think of my sisters now and I'm always saying to them like, you know, like they're 15 now and they have, like one of them has a boyfriend who's actually a good bit older than her. It kind of freaks me out a little bit. But like, I'm always saying like, like my mom be like, they're, well, they're too young to go on the pill. Because she always said to me, like, if you ever want to, like, she's very open with sex and stuff. But she, they're too young. But I know that can sometimes even have the opposite effect where you're like, well, I can't go to her. So I'd be like, look, if you ever want it, I know you're not having sex right now, but come to me and we'll, like, because I am very open about sex. Like, yeah, we'll have sex together. Much. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> we'll have a threesome. <laughs> too open. <laughs> I'm too open. Close your legs. No, um, but like, I'll say to them, like, like, just stuff like, like, I don't think you should talk to your mom about wanking. Like, when you're a teenager. <laughs> Maybe when you're older or something. You know, like, in a way, like, I don't think... Like, I think it's all right, but I don't think you should be, like, you know, is it all right to wank a boy? Or, like, yeah, I don't think that's all right. Like, should I kind of... I think that's yeah. what friends are for. Like, I don't think you should be scared of it. I, I don't know. Like, there's certain things where I'm just, like, you know, I just think there's, like, nitty-gritty... Like, gossip, basically, where you're, like, yeah, like, you know, I did this or we did that. It's, like, a gossipy thing. And I just think that's a thing to share with your friends. I mm-hmm. think that's like, there's a, should be a bound. But some people are like, I just know, I'm talking to their mom and they're just like, yeah, like, I, oh God, he didn't wash his dick before he wrote. And like, <laughs> oh, it was horrible. I hated giving him head. Like, I'm <laughs> just like, no. No, no, no. As far as my mom's concerned, no, 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 I'm no, a virgin. No, like, no, no, no. No, but like, no, I said, no, I, no. I, she, I, d- well, she is very open about sex. And like, she would, talk about it to me till the cows come home and I, I I don't deny that I have sex and I would me- mention it but the same way I'd mention it to anyone like mm-hmm. you know that kind of way like in passing but um I don't know there are some things where I'm just like when people are like best friends with their parents and I'm just like I don't know like it's I, I guess it's fine I guess it's fine. <laughs> see because I don't have any friends either so <laughs> not yeah. even my parents only be best you can't talk to your mom about wanking Dad. your friends about wanking <laughs> You can, oh, you can do, you go to like go to confession. That's yeah. <laughs> just going to confession to talk about Lincoln. They love it. They love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah While yeah. you're talking that's about it, I they are doing everything it. I know. Um, come here. That's us. That's an hour. Uh, oh, you won! I you won! Oh my god! My question for you is: <laughs> <laughs> Why was I born? <laughs> why were you born to make the rest of us feel better about our lives? Ugh. What a shit answer! Ew. I was just trying to make you feel bad. You better like. Well, you don't know what people are gonna ask. You better just have something good. Cause what if like? Yeah, whoever. Like, to be fair, whoever comes ask. on, like, has to make it a, a real good one. Or maybe we should do. If someone does win it, maybe I should send them away for a week and get them come in, and they get to come back and have the question, and we'll do like a full episode on the question. That's a real good idea. That oh, might be shit, the way to do it. Won now. Um, won. No. And you got two chances, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> Why don't I just come back next week and <laughs> do a fire? You round. did have the idea for the spin-off, sexuality bingo. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd think that I wouldn't get guests on that. I well, I think it would be hard. I don't know how many people would be open to. I would. I would. I'm pretty happy to talk about my sex life. Yeah. Would so you? I, yeah. Yeah. 
not that interesting. Um, <laughs> but um, come here, tell us what's going on. Uh, I know I've got loads of stuff coming up. You've got uh, you're in ICU this week, but by the time this comes out, that'll be over. Yeah, but it'll be uh, it, it'll be in Limerick on the 26th of April. So here's all up if you didn't get to see it. Everyone from Dublin come to Limerick. Everyone from Limerick come to it. It's in the Bell Table on the 26th of April. Um, it's about the play is about Lady Mary Heath, um, who was from Limerick. She was the first woman who um the first female commercial pilot first person to parachute of a plane she was um she was one of the first uh she got the olympics for women started like she's a trailblazer and um she's from limerick and no one knows about her so come to that um and then will i tell the other thing i'm doing pulp injection pulp injection pulp infection no pulp (laughs) injection um that's my spin off my sex my sex spin-off. I have a sex spin-off of everything that exists. Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, that's Pulp Injection um, by Peter McGann. He does these kind of pulp stories. Did you go to the one Yeah, before? I did, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing that. I'm really excited because it's full of loads of sounders. That's the 16th of April in Workman's. Please buy tickets for it. Like, it's going to um, be like gas crack. Yeah. And apparently there's a, there's a great buzz afterwards. Everyone gets real... Uh, Loose. Loose? Do they? Loosey goosey. Oh, is that what you're going to say? I don't know. I was going to say locked, but like uh, apparently it was like, oh, but the night out after, like, so. Yeah. That's what loose means, though, to me. Like, oh, I thought loose was like loose women, like loose. Like sex? Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, 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 no. I meant <laughs> sorry, like, just, if, if we say like. I haven't had sex in like two <laughs> weeks and I'm just, it's on my mind. No, loose is like, yeah. Loose to me is like loosey goosey. Like, we're like, we're all getting yeah. a bit like, we're getting loosey. a bit. But like, I mean that like alcohol will make like three pints. I'll be a bit loose. I'll be a bit looser. You want to have sex with everyone? No. <laughs> I want to have sex with any, anyway. Don't need points for that. See why I have to start this podcast, sexuality bingo. Yeah, guys, uh, follow me on uh, at RoxyNL on Twitter and Instagram, and please let me know if you listen to Sexuality Bingo. If you want to be a guest, what would you talk about? Sorry, no, I'm just promoting a fake podcast. That I don't, <laughs> don't do. It would be quite good. I think it'd be yeah, good. Woo, Roxanne and Clean, thanks so much for playing Personality Bingo. So guys, that was the amazing Roxana Nicklean playing personality bingo. Roxana, if you're listening, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it and go and check her out uh, in Pulp Injection. Um, Peter McGann's brainchild, uh, former guest of the show too. Loads of brilliant people involved in that one. So go and check it out. It's bound to be brilliant. Uh, I saw the last iteration of it and it was. So I can only imagine that they are uh, getting bigger and better. So go and check that out. Um, As I said, guys, um, go check out our Patreon page, Personality, bing, uh, personality Bingo Patreon forward slash personality bingo. You know what it is Patreon.com forward slash personality bingo I'm pretending to have a speech impediment um, Doing those bingo logo dates around the country So go and check them out Those shows are great crack uh, I can't imagine you not loving that uh, And as well some really cool stand-up dates coming soon But most importantly Come see us in the belly button girl uh, It's my one-man show I've written it uh, and I'm starring in it uh, The brilliant Romana Testaseca is the director um, we've got Ursula McGinn on board doing our set um, and the rest of the team uh, really close to being assembled so we're all good to go it's May 14th to 19th uh, at the new theatre I'm really excited to share this one with you um, it's a very special play to me and I think you'll love it if you love this podcast you will love that and if you like this podcast you will adore the play um, because that makes sense as always a huge thank you to the boss woman Erin Lindsay for mixing editing and producing this podcast as brilliantly as always to the wonderful Conor Nolan for his beautiful artwork to Leah Moore making her Abbey debut this week um, can't wait to see that show in the complex next week go and check that out too and the wonderful Anthony Manley for their 
beautiful team music and to Alan Bennett and Paddy O'Leary for uh, having us support the Headstuff Podcast Network amongst all our other brilliant podcast friends. So, guys, that's it for me. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of Personality Bingo with Tom Morris.